How do we all okay. have the same Time haircut? To- it's because everyone's hair is getting long (laughs) so mine has done the thing where like for a while i was like this isn't a problem it's a little long on the sides but i can put stuff in it or whatever and do it Uh but now you have i have the length where it weighs itself down it went from big to just falling (laughs) exactly so now it's just um so now i'm like it's like trying to like a a melting ice cream i'm just trying to pull it back up into a shape curls man I keep throwing uh, it out there that I just want to shave my head, but nobody in my life says that's okay. Yeah, it, Literally, it, it, hey, everyone's Nick, like, you, no. you always regret it. You immediately regret it. Nick. It's a bad idea. Nick. Yes. That's okay. Don't do it. Is it okay? Okay. No. You have you to do it with me, James? Hold and on I honestly it. think no. you'd look great. Keep I honestly keep think you'd look great. Name. He would. I think you'd look great. Name two actors. Always, it's always the two guys that tell that have the best hairlines on the podcast that tell me to keep the hair. Because you guys. Me? Tim, you guys don't understand. You guys just don't understand my pain. Look at this. Look, I mean, if you get close to it, it looks like a, a, it's a dying wheat field. No, it looks good. No, you, look, no, no. you look healthy. From afar. It's also growing Thank here. You. You're getting like angry mm. uh, Viking look here. Well, this yeah. shit's fucking. This is my uh, Charlie Hoonan. I'm going. I'm trying some. to do Charlie Hoonan <laughs> from uh, from the gentleman. So uh, real Isn't quick, James. Charlie you, Hunnam. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Isn't it it's Hunnam? Hunnam? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never heard anyone say his name. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Filmhouse. First, Nick and Tim from Kind of Funny. Hello, children. What's, What's up, going guys? On? Kind of Funhouse week continues. I know. Fun Look at the shirt. Look at the shirt. Oh, there you go. That's store.roosterteeth.com, baby. Tim, yeah, I think ours you. arrived, but they came to the studio with, via FedEx, and we just didn't Great. get them. Fantastic. But we'll, 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 I'll, I'll get around to going to FedEx in about 17 months, and I'm sure we'll yeah. get them. It'll be great. Yeah. And They're as always, up. joining uh, James Willems from some stupid YouTube channel you've never heard of. He's here to talk about all the movies because, guys, we all went to what film else? school, right? Oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure did. Kind of, yeah. Little film boys. Kind of. I dropped out. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the crazy one. You still one. went. I did. Okay, yeah, well, to be fair, though, I went to a film studies school. So okay, okay. it's kind of like dropping out of a real film school and then and then <laughs> wasting twenty thousand dollars. I think. What is, what is film studies? That's oh. like all hands off. Like you didn't make anything. I'm, you just watched other people's y- stuff. You just nailed four years of, of a college uh, wow. education right there, James. You, yeah, uh, most James, of it had to do with um, my favorite class was there was uh, there was a history of film, uh, and then mm-hmm. there was another history of film class, and then a third yep. history of film class, and then I graduated. Well, and that was pretty much it. I mean. At that point, film would have been, what, 110 years old or something? You guys want to know what a zoetrope (laughs) is? I can tell you. Yeah. Does that help you? How about a a phenakistoscope? Francis Ford Coppola's production company. Exactly. Exactly. He started that term. And that's how they made Jack, which is the movie we are not talking about today. Surprisingly, the one movie we're not talking about. Actually, Wait, Tim, did you actually go to film school? I assumed you were like a business grad. No, I appreciate that very much. But no, I went to uh, San Francisco State for video production. So it's like, oh. it's not really a film school. I didn't pay anything. So okay. I think I made out oh. best in this situation. Yeah, you, know? you did. Yeah. As, al- as <laughs> always, did. the general rule here is you're not going to do things in life that you went to school for. That's how it goes, typically, for me. Mm-hmm. And I just assume that means everybody. But hey, you guys ready to talk about the film industry? 
as a Hell whole. Yeah. I'm loving yes. I'm loving your your tone right now, Adam. You're coming in how I think of you, which is just very <laughs> smooth, just very nice. Just I haven't yeah. done enough shows with you this week. We're doing all these mm-hmm. collabs. I had maybe like ten minutes of you on the kind of funny podcast. That's it. I miss you, man. Remember our time too, in in Florida. I do. I, did you did you see? <laughs> <this thing? laughs> Without context, it sounds weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only we could go back. Why can't we go back? But to, to clarify, we were at a school in Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. where a nice, uh, I believe, Cuban woman walked us around campus. Was she Cuban? I mm. forget. She was very nice. Well. If you hadn't questioned it, no one would have thought another thing about it. But mm-hmm. since you did question it, now everyone thinks you're a racist. You're still, super racist, yeah. So. I, yeah, damn it. She well, texts me every it. once in a while just to check in, just to make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing well. That was our, that's awesome. She was our mother, basically. She took care yeah. of us. It's really nice. Got, took us to get some like really good Cubanos. That's why I assume she was Cuban. Um, so but, this is a film podcast, huh? Yeah, where we talk about <laughs> the greatest films made in Cuba. No, uh, so big news. Just going to run down these real quick. Uh, HBO Max came out yesterday as a as of this Mm -hmm. recording this is the new digital uh frontier happening now uh quick disclaimer uh the company we work for also is owned by at&t i yeah i know it's uh yeah we gain nothing we gain nothing by we are technically better we are i don't know well we are technically still warner media employees yes that's where we fall on the spectrum so but don't I'm, trust anything we say. I'm, we're, we're coming at you as enthusiasts of media, not as uh, corporate shills. But uh, now we're in this amazing world where we've got Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon, Sundance Channel, Quibi, Shudder. Uh, I think there's a Oh, Verve. what is it? Jive Turkey? Jive Turkey is my favorite. What is Jive you Turkey? You see that channel? No. It's a Roku channel. Jive Turkey, you don't get ads for this? Why am I getting served ads for this? Why do you when Roku? I sign into my Roku on like the home the home page, sometimes it'll recommend like Shutter or other things. Sometimes, maybe like once a week, it'll recommend Jive Turkey. And Jive Turkey is like black exploitation films from the 70s and stuff. Okay. So okay. it's like always just like a big hatted pimp. Or they something, got you cornered, like, man. They just know. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, check out Jive Turkey one month free. And I'm like, hmm, is this the month? <laughs> is this the month? I guess when you're super low, you're like, now it's time. I need Jive it's Turkey time. in my Maybe. life. I, uh, I assume everyone here has at least Netflix and possibly Disney Plus. Is there any other? And I guess Amazon, right? Is that what Hulu everyone has well. here? Yeah. Yeah. Are there any? I whatever, you have Am- you always have Amazon, whether you want it or not. That's sort of the thought, right? They tricked you into getting it. And yeah, they're like, now. by the way, I mean, everyone has Amazon because the, sh- the free shipping is amazing, and it just happens to randomly come with some amazing, albeit amazing '80s classic movies, like Once Bitten, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> why would I need to watch that again? But hey, thanks Amazon yeah. for making it free it's for there. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then HBO Max is kind of the same thing, where it's kind of like everyone has some form of HBO, which essentially means you have yeah. Max. You know, right. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's that going to be confusion there, right? Because we had HBO Now, HBO Go, HBO Plus, HBO uh, Light. Mine, I think you're there was making them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, I'll Nick. miss you. Um, we lost him. Back. <laughs> no, but that, that's the thing is Sorry, if you, lost if you, you have those HBOs, you have Max. It's just confusing yeah. and you got to like do a couple steps and figure it out. But yeah, that's the thing for me where I'm like, uh, Gia has HBO Now, so that means we have Max. I don't really have any uses for it yet. The library's mm-hmm. deep and vast and dope. Does it but, mean that? Because here, because I'm still confused as to the difference between HBO Max, HBO Now, and HBO Go. Are they still three separate services? 
They're, so, they're two separate services. Because right now, I'm looking separate, on the website, yeah. it says, what is the difference between HBO Max, HBO so, Now, and HBO Go? And they have a paragraph of information. Would you like me to read it to you? This is I, I know, I, I know what it is. Okay. HBO Go was, was the digital delivery service of those that for those that were HBO subscribers. But you needed to have an HBO subscription because they were still trying to tie it to the archaic cable network type platform. Yeah. So they would give you HBO Go. But then they were like, well, that's stupid. We're literally saying that people can't give us money, people that want to. So they said, created HBO Now. HBO Now allows you to basically get all HBO, that on-demand stuff, except you don't need a cable subscription. You just pay whatever Right, you can stream. So HBO Now, HBO yeah. Go is what you get if you have a cable channel that has, and, and with yeah. HBO. HBO Now yeah. you can do. But then HBO Max is a third platform that they've added that I that don't will, yes. think is taking over for HBO Now. It is. HBO Go. It's going to take over eventually. It's just right now the yeah. infrastructure is not there because they're adding too much and they right. wouldn't be able to add all that to Go. You can't just like rename it. They want to keep the subscriptions they have because there's a lot of money there. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to push people over. I would imagine in the next year, HBO Go will not exist anymore. It'll just be that would, yeah. make the most sense. Uh, here's the other, get, here's the other question I have. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Well, I'm just, I'm, I saw your document this morning, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go on HBOMax.com right now and check out all the great content they have. And their website looks like a build-your-own-website website right now. You have zero access. You can't search any of the stuff through HBOMax.com right now. It's super confusing. I doubt many me. people are using the website, though. Well, that's the whole I'm, point I'm, of it, though, right? Is it right supposed now, to be a streaming? Actually, are, are you saying while logged in, it's... No, I'm saying if if I don't, yeah, no, while well, logged out, I don't have an HBO Max account. I'm not going to pay gotcha. $14.99 for it, but I would like to look and see if, I don't know, waiting for the punchline, that documentary I was featured in, you guys can watch over at roosterteeth.com right now, is uh, is on this because a lot of the back catalog of Rooster Teeth stuff is supposed to be on this, right? No. I typed in I typed in waiting for I got Space Ghost uh, and an episode of Sesame Street. So that's Damn good. It. That's good company. That's who, good company. Who promised you Rooster Teeth content on HBO? <laughs> they. Yeah. I I I hope whatever hand job you got out of it was nice, but uh, <laughs> you geez. got tricked. I don't know. Damn Someone it. in a in a bar. Hey, I'll put you on Rooster Teeth. You'll be on HBO if you do the stand up special. <laughs> oh my god! I go, I'd gladly receive and or hand out a couple handies to have a documentary on HBO, just to mm-hmm. shut up all the comedians in San Francisco. Yeah. Where's uh, your documentary? I'd be like HBO. Oh, mm-hmm. oh is I'd it do on it. Go or, or is it on now or well, next? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm confused by all of it. Go ahead, James. Do you guys think that HBO Max is gonna is gonna work? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's going to work because it's just I feel like it's so confusing. But once people realize that the majority of people already have it, it's just going to be like, oh, there's just more. It's kind of like Amazon Prime. It's just the Trojan horse where it's like Nick's Mm -hmm. wouldn't have never searched for that random 80s movie he said earlier. But when Mm -hmm. it's in front of him, he's like, oh, shit, I think it's the same thing here where it's like people a lot of people might not be searching for the Studio Ghibli movies. But when they're there, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to I'm going to check this out just because they're using the HBO App, max app instead yeah, my problem yeah. right now is the the rollout has been very subpar in terms of um standards of quality of what we've seen with disney plus and mm-hmm. netflix where they have been leading the charge in terms of 4k and hdr dolby vision all that stuff and hbo max right now is a total freaking dud where it's like there's there's nothing in 4k um oh, really and e- e- like even the the hbo stuff that should be in 4k is not and it's like, hmm. guys, like, you, what the hell? You can't use the apps on uh, Amazon Fire Sticks, which are like the Fire Pro or any of that stuff. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like the enthusiast's preferred streaming 
platform at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's all yeah, because yeah. of back-end deals between Amazon and HBO that they say they're going to figure out soon. But it's like, that's a pretty shitty launch when people are like, well, yeah. I'm not going to use this. Well, let me let me convince James Willems to sign up real quick. They do have the film House on Haunted Hill and Sucker Punch exclusively. On, I don't know if they're exclusive on there. But. Okay, so number one, it's interesting because it's so weird because Sucker Punch is going to HBO Max, but I logged into my HBO Go the other day, mm. and it said it said last chance to watch Sucker Punch because it's leaving HBO. So it's it's such a weird world that we're in where we can do it. I don't need it. I own the two disc Blu-ray, so um, <laughs> I have Sucker Punch more on demand than on demand could ever be. Oh, good for um, you. Good for you. You're but, never getting uh, that money back. No. No, and I'm, no. I also I waited too long to redeem my ultraviolet digital copy or whatever. What a shame. So. What a shame. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I mean, the thing about HBO to me is like, all kidding aside with with just the confusion factor, is like, I love HBO. And I love HBO for, I mean, I, I know Tim's touchstone is like, he, he's a quality junkie. And you also love the series as well. But for me, I love HBO original series. Same with mm-hmm. Showtime. So like having those in some way is important to me as to whether or not, I don't need the standalone service right now. And I don't really care about the Warner Brothers stuff and all the extra shit but for me having hbo and and being able to actually get that content on demand is super important yeah i would say next to netflix hbo is the only service like service that you can think of this place that makes content that is like of a certain caliber that it's worth paying for you know like i will pay to watch this isn't me necessarily but stranger things right like Mm -hmm. i will pay a monthly fee to, to watch stranger things and uh, HBO is the only other place where I think that makes sense. It's like, I will pay to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, for sure. Session mm-hmm. or uh, True Detective or any or of these Game shows. Of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? Like, right. I mean, they, like, they, are, they have a pedigree for being, I would say, probably the top original program creator in the market right now. And and mm-hmm. and like I think there's a strong argument you could be made for that. Like Netflix, say what you will, they've they're great, but in my opinion, they've fallen off a little bit over the years um, with all the competition they faced. And and uh, but HBO, I think, has always been solid from from the get go. Mm-hmm. I get well, the argument for to Disney, Disney Plus too, where it's like they are coming with a lot of original stuff, and I think that a lot of this you know situation has kind of messed up all the the current plans. Right. But Mandalorian, you know, take it or leave it for matching up against game of thrones or westworld sure it doesn't but it's like i think it's a good first step and yeah. all the the marvel stuff we know we're getting but then on the other side of it like all the documentaries they've been putting out are fantastic clone wars the final season was fantastic there's like a mm-hmm. lot of like great content it just isn't necessarily for everyone but if it's for you it's like a great value because disney plus is by far the cheapest of the services this, as well oh for so this sure isn't something that i'm interested to see with disney plus because it seems like they're like 13 is as old as you should be to watch like the content. We've decided 13 is like the collective age of our audience, right? Which is weird when you see these other platforms, HBO and Netflix. They're like, oh, well, we're off the restrictions of television. We can do whatever we want here. So there's gratuitous nudity in Witcher. Like there's like <laughs> they find that stuff, and it seems like it seems like that's or or you have it sounds, someone dropping f bombs in Star Trek Picard, and you're like, why? Yeah, yeah. why are they doing yeah. that? <laughs> it's so Just weird because they can. But they I, can. I always feel like that speaks to some sort of like someone did the math. And they were like, more people are going to watch this if we put some boobs in it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we figured that sure. out. More For people sure. are going to watch it if they put... And it's so interesting that Disney, I guess because it goes against their brand, and I think it, in in my mind, it does kind of hurt their 
longevity for what they can potentially achieve at with original series and original movies is that I feel like most of them will probably look a lot like uh, the Lady and the Tramp. You know, like I, I don't know that I'm gonna be like I'm super excited for this super gritty cool thing that Disney Plus is gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, and then also if I'm worried about them censoring stuff, taking my taking the cleavage out of my Wizards of Waverly Place. Come on, <laughs> oh, you think they're gonna you think they're gonna put a, a T-shirt on Ariel one day and be like, that's just she can't be wearing a bikini the entire time? Maybe it's possible. But I mean, to Tim's point, like Tim, I, Tim and and some of the other guys love Disney Plus. That speaks to them. Mm-hmm. A lot of that content for me just doesn't hit on the same level as some of the Netflix originals. But I, you know, rightfully so because you have to market to your audience. But the one thing with Disney that you can never discount though is the fact that they have Marvel and Marvel will forever mm-hmm. win. And I would yeah. have said that same thing about Star Wars, but that seems to be a little floundering lately as far as the movies are concerned, but people like the Mandalorian. So there you mm-hmm. go. Curious to see how WandaVision yeah. and uh winter soldier and Falcon does. Cause I think like, it's going to do was, great. Was, was, was yeah, oh. I, I'm hoping they're good, but like, was you know the question is like, was Mandalorian a fluke? Like, Oh, this really, you know, you just had a lot of great talent behind this thing is the Scarlet Witch and Vision two characters that people are kind of like sort of lukewarm on but excited to see in TV form is that but with I mean well for me yeah. it means that if people are lukewarm on those two characters it means Marvel's Marvel can take a chance with them and do something crazy mm-hmm. and cool with it Which I trust like Marvel as being yeah. a separate camp than the Star Wars people I was very lukewarm on Mandalorian I to be perfectly honest I don't need another season of that show I thought it was thin I thought they could have done so much more with it but I feel like that that divide between the Star Wars people and the Marvel people is really what you're seeing with Disney right now where Marvel's got their crap together and I have I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with their original series. Whereas Star Wars, I think all, most of the stuff they've done decently has been cartoons lately. And Mandalorian for me, like I got bored two episodes in. I'm like, I don't need another series of this. But I'm I know I'm in the minority when I. But when all I'm the things that. in season two sound really cool and promising. Like, yeah, we're gonna get that lightsaber. Of what they did with the with season one, I was like, you know, I agree with you that it's like overall looking at it, I'm like there was too many lows and not enough highs. But I think that with all the leaks and rumors and what we got going into season two, I'm like there could be a really compelling story here. And if they they they've learned how to use all that tech a little bit better, I think it could look a lot better as well. I just want to see the behind the scenes on the tech more. I'm like, just make a show about that. The, just keep doing. They that. did. They did. I know. Disney I know. Just keep doing out, that. It's cool. It's out right now, and that's what I'm saying is the documentaries on Disney Plus are they're not mm-hmm. aimed at kids. Like they're yeah. real, like deep in depth stuff going into like old movies and shit, and they're really good. They're really in depth mm-hmm. and really fascinating stuff. Every yeah, time I see a documentary, is one of the best things I feel like I've watched this year. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I and it feels it, like it never ends. There's so much of it. There's like yeah. six plus mm-hmm. hours of Disney Park documentary with mm-hmm. unbridled footage. Like it's nuts. Yeah, it was it was insane seeing. Starting to see the rear projection stuff uh, that they shot on Mandalorian and seeing like, oh, that's a puppet riding a puppet uh, with a background that was made in a video game. What the hell are dude? What that is mm-hmm. that technology happen? is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that Unreal Engine stuff. It's it's rad. Mm-hmm. But you it's know, crazy one day they'll, it's, and, it's, you know, like eventually technology. they'll, they'll be like, Hey, we could use this for more than just making our character walk around slowly and not be able to see where he's going for eight episodes. What? Mm-hmm. How dare mm-hmm. you? Tim hates Kaboom. it. Tim now just hates just it. The fight <laughs> hate it. Yeah, now you're just, now you're just throwing shade, hoping shit. that I, I, rec- I give back, but I, I refuse. I refuse to engage in this. <laughs> Come on. Like, let's get I, on Twitter. Let's fight. Let's duke it out together. <laughs> I, I mean, I gain nothing by defending a show I didn't make. I don't know what, what you want from me. I, a lot of people seem to enjoy it, and I really like the aesthetic, and I'm glad for Pedro Pascal for having uh, consistent work because he deserves it, and he's a mm-hmm, father. That's true.
Hey guys, quick question. Do you ever feel stressed, have anxiety, or have any trouble sleeping? If you're anything like me, your answer is followed by yes and a yawn because of all that lack of sleep we got last night. So recently I've been trying out feels, and for me, I definitely feel an overall sense of calm. Feels is a premium CBD product that is delivered right to your door. So when I first tried out natural alternatives to sleep and anxiety problems, I actually bought it from a grocery store in Texas, and now... Uh, it's nice to just have it sort of delivered to my place whenever I want. Very convenient, especially in these times. I usually just put a couple of drops of it into my water or under my tongue, and I'm pretty much good to go. And since I'm on their membership program, I'm saving money on every order, which if you join, you can pause or cancel anytime. Just get what you need, get some rest. That's what's important. So Feels offers a CBD hotline. If you have any questions about the product, I know I did when I first tried it out, and I definitely learned a lot. It's important to educate yourself on these sorts of things about the differences between things like CBD. And to be clear, this isn't something you take to get high or anything like that. I know there are a lot of misconceptions around that with CBD, and it's very important to educate yourself, as I said before. And when I first tried this stuff, I got it from a grocery store. It's very legal and very much over the counter and very much available. So Feels has me feeling better every day and it can help you too. become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmhouse and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S.com slash filmhouse to become a member and get 50% off automatically taking off your first order with free shipping. That is feels.com slash filmhouse. Thank you, Feels. But what are they going to do about Scarlet Witch's cleavage when she's wearing that classic Scarlet Witch outfit? See, that's my thing is I think the censorship is... Uh, obviously an issue when in, in very specific cases when they go back to a lot of the older stuff and mm-hmm. and change it. Like with recently, what was it? Splash and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to the content that they're currently putting out, like I, I'm not really seeing a type of censorship level. Endgame starts with Thanos getting decapitated. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I think, but I think there's a certain there's a certain vibe of the stuff that they're going to make for it and the stuff that already is bigger than it. I think Endgame is a bigger property than Disney+. Plus. Mandalorian starts ways. the first episode of Mandalorian. He pulls the guy's arm in and it gets cut off in the little door thing. You know, it's I, like... Yeah, but do we get yeah. to see Mandalorian's butt cheeks, Tim? That's the big question. I, well, we don't well, get to see those butt cheeks. But I don't think that was in the original vision. No, but I mean, to James, <laughs> to James's point, Disney, of course, is going, they're looking at their target demographic and saying, hey, maybe PG, PG-13 is as far as we want to go with some mm-hmm. of this stuff. It is ridiculous yeah. that they went back and like comped out some of the nudity in, in Splash, but I guess kids can't see a, a butt. You can't see a butt, but you can see mm-hmm. someone get decapitated. I don't know. Yeah. That's a bigger I mean, that, issue that, with our that, society yeah, than that, it is that with is Disney. A, yeah. <laughs> that's more of an American issue that we've been yeah. dealing with for the last uh, 100 years. Yeah, 100 years yeah. or so. Sex makes but me like, feel bad. Violence makes me feel good. That's, no, that's I'm, I mean, to be fair, I'm excited to see what they... I, I will... I'm not excited to see, but I will look forward to see what they can do with, with, with season two with Mandalorian. Because I think in many ways, Mandalorian was like a test to see how well that content would resonate with people. And I'm hoping they mm. throw a lot more resources behind it and a lot better storytelling behind it and, and really ramp it up for me. Don't backtrack. Don't backtrack. We know. <laughs> I, want Adam to, I want Adam Classic to like Nick. me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I hope they do that. I want, I want there to be a cool uh, star Wars series, but I, I also wanted I, Picard to be good on CBS all access. And after three episodes, I was like, what a pile of dog crap that was. So I don't know. And these are all, I hope I hold my sci-fi that watch that show or <laughs> what's yeah, that? No, three I, CBS I mean, all access subscribers are, Ah, curse you. Oh, they can, they know, they know deep down. If they look deep down, they know that's not a Star Trek show. That's some weird offshoot. CBS All Access, I think what we watched one episode of The Twilight Zone, and I said, I'm good. Like, I, yeah, yeah, we watched I think I watched three, it's three Twilight Zone episodes, and I was like, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Got Black Mirror. I, yeah. I mean, I, Black Mirror is not good anymore either, right? That's the other thing. Any but it these, was at least. Yeah. I, I enjoyed three, maybe four seasons of that show. I saw the one with Miley Cyrus. I'm like, I am out. I am out of this show. <laughs> I didn't Dude, have Black time Mirror's- for a Bandersnatch. <laughs> Black Bear is one of those shows where I'm just like, this show makes me so tense. I can't watch it. I watched the Star Trek episode with uh, where they were stuck in the AI oh, thing. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, this yeah. is genius. This is great. I never want to sit through something like this ever again. It's it's too scary and tense for me. Yeah. Huh. You should watch Inside Number 9. We're getting way off track. You should watch Inside Number 9. Have we no. talked to you about this before? Is that one of the episodes? No, no. It's oh. a It's a, a BBC series that Elise found a really long time ago. Oh, cool. And it's... It's if you enjoy Twilight Zone, Black Mirror conceptually, but don't necessarily have the stressful tolerance for it. It's essentially these two guys play. It's an anthology. So each episode is different, but each episode is basically a one act play that features generally one location. These two guys as ever changing wig, facial hair, different characters that they play and a Mm -hmm. twist Um, with the general overarching motif of nine. So they could be in the number nine car on a train or it could start with someone finding a number nine size shoe or that's cool it could be it take place at nine o'clock or whatever it's always has something to do with nine um but when as black mirror kind of started like i don't know if believing its own hype but getting into the get it always had to up its own ante every single time and i stopped enjoying it as much because it's starting to get a little stressful mm-hmm. um we started watching Inside Number Nine, and we were like, "Holy cow, this is—it's fun. It's a fun show." Okay, I'll mm-hmm. Google While it. Still having those notes. You should look it up. Elise recommended me one of my favorite shows of all time, which was Burning Love. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was great. Some great I, I, A comedy I, guys. I got tricked into watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Tricked? What do you mean tricked? Because I was referred to by a friend who who enjoys satirical content the same way I do. And he's like, you got to watch it. Just wait. And I was like, okay, where's the turn? Where's the turn? And then it was like, these are real people. This is, this is oh, just yeah. reality TV garbage. I didn't, I don't want that. I, I wanted, I wanted a How burning love get? or a sex house or one of those. Have you seen well, sex house? No. Oh man. Oh, oh. Have you not seen Sex House? No. After this, go watch Sex House. Sex House is the greatest. I have a very perfect version of that. I have mm-hmm. a small, a very low threshold for reality television, especially reality television where the main, the main uh, goof of the whole thing or the main purpose of the whole thing is just to watch vapid, good-looking people treat each other like shit. So, it's fun for like a half a day, but after a while, I'm like, I just, I can't do this so, myself. I go so down bad like burning, home. like burning love. Sex House is a is a parody of a reality television show made by The Onion. Okay. And but it's a full show. It like it has multiple yeah. episodes. Okay. The short episodes it's, though. It's, they're they're only oh, like yeah, yeah. ten minutes but long. But it's so good. Who is it's who everything did, you hate about that show? Who did Burning Love? That was a parody, right? Yeah. 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 That was, that was uh, um what's his name? The Michael Ian what, Black and those guys. Michael Ian okay. Black yeah. and uh, the Ben Stiller. Summer people. <laughs> yeah. Insane cameos. That's yeah. Awesome. No, like like that that is Paul the, Rudd's in it. Yeah, that's like the PG thirteen version. Sex House is the rated R version, but it's okay. more like mm-hmm. it's more like the David Lynch R rated mm-hmm. version where he takes on and he's like, We're a bunch of sexed up crazy people and it's just so mm-hmm. dark. It like it goes places mm-hmm. you don't expect it to go. I I cannot recommend that show. I think Fuck we watch yeah. it every once in a while and it's just It's so good. It mm-hmm. 
the onion prepare for mist yeah. prepare for mist <laughs> yeah there's just at one point they get so desperate there's just someone on the, a microphone being have sex have sex <laughs> and, and they're just they're it i don't want to spoil it because it it just yeah, devolves yeah. immediately but it's free on youtube um Fuck yeah yeah i think youtube funded the whole thing and regret oh, they regret it every day for giving the onion <laughs> millions of dollars to make this show. <laughs> Didn't they give the rock millions of dollars to make shows too <laughs> at a certain point? Probably. Maybe. God Either bless them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's YouTube. In everyone, the everyone except for us got millions of dollars. to make. <laughs> shows. Oh no. Um, Tim and I got millions of dollars to make stuff. It was just <laughs> an idea. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did what they a give fucking you? disaster. Yeah. Wait, what shows did they make at IGN? We don't have to talk. We about had it, but. up at noon. Yeah. We had up at noon and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, that was a YouTube None of it was investment good. show. That was that. That was during that YouTube, the original push for like YouTube original content, where YouTube yeah, didn't yeah. really know what necessarily. They either okay, they either didn't know what they wanted, or they communicated it to our vice presidents and like and all of the the executive level people, and those people just totally forgot to communicate that to us. They made a lot of money. Those guys. Yeah, those guys. Made <laughs> no, money. yeah, that's generally how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. The budgets yeah. we got, we were like, oh, hey, guys, uh, you're gonna, there's a $1.5 million uh, to make some shows. It's like, cool. Hey, go make the shows for uh, 10K. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wait, wait, okay. 10K per episode? They were like, no, 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 just a no. whole, <laughs> like, yeah, two yeah. years of content for that. So, okay, cool. This is back right. when SourceFed was born. Yeah. Like, mm, it was right. that round of funding. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I was, it was a fun the, time. I was, I think it was, yeah, we were in some like uh, crappy like month-to-month rental uh, studio when we were working at Machinima, and I saw the headline where it's like Machinima gets thirty oh. million dollars in funding. I'm like, I have a job. Yes, yeah, I'm good. Machinima Prime was oh, was that that's Prime. what it was. That, okay, yeah. that, that's that round of funding. Gotcha. I was referring to much earlier round of funding. Oh God, Machinima Prime. <laughs> Oof. It is. It is funny how this is the carbon dating for people like us. Like yeah. people have been in it. Like we've mm-hmm. been in this world. Nonsense. Stupid. We're not YouTubers or stupid professionals who thought that <laughs> trying to like do this professionally was a good idea. Terrible like idea. bounce around from now. Place look at place. us. We're stuck in our a, home uh, offices. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the clip, but it was uh, our friend Freddie. He was on a Corridor Digital's podcast, and he was talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, everyone thought he's like, you go into YouTube, you could do it, and then you'll. You'll you'll go into Hollywood, and he's like, "No, you're tainted. You're tainted forever. No, no one wants anything to do with sure. you." It's like, I got this weird like PTSD of just like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm screwed." <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, are you <laughs> kidding me? I used to have I went to film studies school as we established at the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah. because yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be the next Kevin Smith. And when I realized that was never going to happen for me, I got so mm-hmm. bitter and sour that I have talked shit about every major Hollywood actor, including <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. And one day, as we said on KFAF, he's going to find that. And he's gonna mm-hmm. fuck me up. He is just gonna clean yeah. my clock. Yeah. And I'll just and show Tim, up early too. Do I deserve it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, I do. I want Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg holding you down while Vin Diesel and Andy Circus just beat the shit out of you. If I get my ass kicked by Andy Circus, I'm I'm gonna leave this planet. I'm gonna we leave don't the planet. continue talking the shit here. <laughs> we used let to it, play this let that fun game with Lawrence. Funny. We used to play this fun game with Lawrence. <laughs> Oh, you remember this, Adam? I did. Ben Affleck. Where, where, it was Ben Affleck. It was, it was. I don't remember what the scenario was entirely how we landed on it, but we basically go, "All right, Lawrence, you come home, and Ben Affleck is having sex with your wife or girlfriend or whoever, one of your loved ones, right? Do you think you can beat him in a fight?" Or so I think it was like no. it was like after it was after like the Batman training and like yeah, the town God. and stuff. Like he's just massive, mm-hmm. and Lawrence's like, "Yeah, absolutely." Like okay, all right. So what's the okay. scenario? What's the, like like like? And well, so we, we would just Googling, go to these like, long discussions yeah. of like yeah, his well, thickness and yeah, size. Like, okay, no he, yeah, he's six foot 
two or six foot three. He's 220 pounds. No. And it was always yeah. like, he's like, but the, the argument was always like, well, I got the jump on him. Cause he's inside my girlfriend, yeah. like riding her doggy style. I was like, okay, a lot of detail there. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we <laughs> well, with this. That's true. I mean, they'd also give be you like an opportunity to sink in a good choke and just take, and you just take do him something. from behind. Yeah. I think once he said he'd rabbit punch him or something, like he'd hit mm-hmm. him on the side, he'd clock him in the side of the head. And I'm like, but he's also naked. So mm-hmm. you got the Eastern promises kind of like vibe oh, happening there. It's the two of you rolling around. So anyway, it's, it's what are we talking one. about? Uh, HBO yeah, Max. So, so HBO Max <laughs> is out. Um, we we wish you the best out there. It's a it's a crazy battlefield in the SVOD, SVOD world. Uh, I actually am curious from our audience if you are using HBO Max and if you like it or not. I, I want to know what the world uh, is doing with it because also I can't use it on my TV because uh, I have one of those those smart TVs that went to college. And uh, it has all the apps built in. No HBO though. Still, uh, they. Mm-hmm. That's they what I'm re- saying. That's they its refuse biggest to problem. support LG. It is. It, it's. There's three different apps that do not work on LG. So I have to go through a, like an Apple TV type device called an Nvidia Shield. No one knows what that means. Oh, what a nightmare. It's it's the worst. I'm suffering more than anyone else. But we're going to talk about some. Actually, you guys were hinting at it. I didn't want to spoil this, but we have a really fun segment coming up. Uh, We're going to get to that. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Now, being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy in your home network. You fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Well, that's actually wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. So ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP cannot see which websites you have visited. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that is shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and cannot be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. So use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. Simply tap one button and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most secure VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more. So protect your online activity today with the VPN that we trust to secure our privacy. Visit our special link at expressvpn.com film, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package that is expressvpn.com slash film. Expressvpn.com slash film to learn more. Thank you, ExpressVPN. All right, Tim. Mm-hmm. I have a question. What's Between you question? and Nick, who is the biggest Fast and the Furious fan? I'd probably say Tim, but I'm I'm a pretty I, big fan. Yeah, that's mm. the thing, is like I feel like at the end of the day I would edge him out, but it we're real close. It's okay. it's like we're co presidents of mm. the Fast and Furious yeah. fan club. Like we and, will mm. we will we love each other until one of us disagrees on one point and then that argument becomes hot. Okay. And with that franchise, mm. it, it definitely happens a lot because Nick has some pretty shit takes. I, okay. Oh wow. I don't okay. know if they're shit <laughs> takes. They're just well, more mature takes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing some of those. And then James, like <laughs> you like me, uh probably don't give a fuck. Is that correct? <laughs> well, my relationship with Fast and Furious is, is very strange because movies of its ilk I tend to enjoy, like the pure adrenaline nonsense. If you can get some sort of purpose into the film. I think the new Mission Impossibles are a great example of like their pure action spectacle. But someone did spend a little <laughs> bit of time. Oh, wow. Torque. <laughs> Where's Biker Boys? Do you have Biker uh, Boys? I can't. I can't. I can't wait and for Red the line? Torque. 
Um, someone someone did spend a little bit of time trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B. Yep, nice. great great film. Um, well, James, you and I have... Fascin- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was, gonna I was say- just going to say... I don't... Go ahead. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say, but the problem is, for whatever reason, Fast and Furious, I've seen the first one and the third one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm. Not- and I've seen the third one like 20 times. <laughs> Good for you. So for I, you, I feel like Fast and Furious, like so many other series, starts as a joke where you're watching mm-hmm. it and you're like, it's Sunday and you're watching the first one. But then at some point, it just catches you with the right mindset and you go, this mm-hmm. is actually comforting. This is fun to watch. It's just it hits on that level of. I'm not going to say mindless entertainment because they do put a mm-hmm. little bit of thought into it, but it is, it's like eating pizza where you're like, you know, it's, it's a fun way to pass time. Every movie can't be an Academy award winning movie. Every movie can't be, or every series can't be like, what, like we were talking about watching a really, really intense movie. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen uncut gems, but like, mm-hmm. like you can only watch that once every couple months before you mm-hmm. go. I, life is horrible. What are we doing on this planet? Let's blow it all up. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, Fast and Furious does hit on that f- mindless, fun, actiony entertainment level, and it, but it has heart to a degree, and it has heart. I think largely because you know Vin Diesel and the likes have kept it going and perpetuated it, and it's grown this fan base that, that we all realize we're ridiculous. Tim is not going to sit here and say we're 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 justified for for uh, uh, defending nine movies that are pretty much the exact same plot every movie, with the exception of mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift. That was nuanced. That was nuanced. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's it's like anything else. It's a guilty pleasure for me, at least, you know. Okay. My, so, my thing is, I feel like the franchise, and I understand where you're coming from having only watched one and three, because, like, those are just, they're, they're weird, fun, early 2000s car movies, and that's all that they mm-hmm. are. But the franchise rewards you for liking the franchise. And I think that that sounds like everything should do that, but they don't. Like, this movie franchise, every single installment from five on, is kind of like, okay, guys, we've looked at the last four movies mm-hmm. and like we we made some mistakes, but there were elements of each one that you guys really liked. We're going to mm-hmm. take those elements, double down on yeah. them. And then the next one's like, mm-hmm. we're going to triple down on them. And then it's like, we're quadrupling down. And it just hits a point where it's all so stupid, but we're mm-hmm. waiting with bated breath to be like, but how are they going to out-stupid it? It's- and when they do, it's satisfying. Exactly. And like, that's the thing is like, it, it, I go back to it. Like they reward you for investing in the bad times. So the good times mean so much more. And I understand that as an outsider, people would look at this and be like, watch the trailer for Fast 9 and be like, this franchise lost what it was about. It used to be about cars. Now it's about oh, health, family, and all this stuff. It's like, you're missing the point. It hasn't been about cars for a decade and a half at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it's about ridiculous set pieces mm-hmm. and stupid yeah. one liners about okay. characters that care way too much about each other. But also, mm-hmm. it's about cars, also. Like, they don't, they didn't leave that stuff behind. They're still driving amazingly cool cars. They're just all super rich now in real life. So now they can drive really dope cars and not like, uh, you know, modified cars. But like, to me, it's, it's kind of like the equivalent of a soap opera, but for like hyper masculine, testosterone filled men, where you get to go and watch this absurdity play out in front of you. But an absurdity where literally when the fans are pissed off that one of the characters died in not one, but two movies we showed this character dying. People were so mad that the the creators were like, you know what we can do? Fuck it. We can just bring him back. And me and Tim, I think cried. I'm not going to say we didn't cry. 
But it's There's possible a, that when you see Hol- our live reaction on YouTube.com yeah. slash kind of funny, our live reaction to the Fast Nine trailer, and we have a room mm-hmm. full of people losing their fucking minds, losing their minds because of these decisions made. But it's like we're not alone. Like there's so mm-hmm. there's obviously so many people out there that are as invested as us, and there's a okay. reason. And it's like I feel I truly feel like people that watch all of the Fast and Furious movies, if you get to the end of seven, there's no way you're not invested. You're 100 percent in. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why, James. And this is this is another. You and I have talked about this uh, off camera, but one of the reasons why I think both of us, if I remember correctly, you like the Mission Impossible series, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love them. And I think one of the reasons why that series works for me is because somewhere along the line, Tom Cruise realized, hey, we should we should world build her. Right. We shouldn't mm-hmm. just treat this like another series that's exactly the same, which is James Bond, where we set up all these things and then eh, forget it. We're just going to bring in a new femme fatale, a new Bond girl, a new adventure, a new bad guy. Right. Now, Bond has caught on to the fact that people actually like like we we remember stuff. Right? We've got the Internet. We can watch these movies over and over again. We want to see Simon Pegg come back. Hey, we want to see Vink Rames come back. Hey, what if Simon mm-hmm. Pegg and Vink Rames are in the same movie together? Can there be two tech guys? Well, Ludacris went from uh, running illegal jet ski races to hacking NORAD. So why the hell not? Everyone, all that mm-hmm. stuff can happen. And I think that the more, uh, it's so absurdist that the more you add to it, but the more you pay homage to like the origins of, of the of the franchise, people really start to care. And it starts to create this weird kind of importance that is meaningful on a level because even though it's completely ridiculous that they have cars literally like like uh, uh jumping out of they skydive yeah they skydive cars <laughs> but it's not about that it's about the fun back and forth of Tyrese getting talked to like getting talked down to as like Vin Diesel's doing all this stuff because it's it's fun to watch these characters that you've been with for nine movies like talk back and forth similar to how you we'd watch a Marvel movie and be like it, there's such a strong basis for these movies that once you get mm-hmm. to Tony Stark's death you're like I feel this because I know this character yeah, you bring up the, the comparisons to Mission Impossible, I think, are totally one for one, where it's like, you look at the first Mission Impossible, you're like, cool, that's a fun, it's a 90s movie, just like the first mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. You look at the second Mission Impossible movie, you're like, you're like this is one of the worst why? movies ever made, just mm-hmm. like the second Fast and Furious. But then from three on, yeah. like three and four in both Fast and Furious and Mission Impossibles have some issues. But from five on, it's just like, these are fucking awesome movies. And like mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, do you agree that... Uh, Fallout and Rogue Nation are like on another level. Fallout's oh yeah, great. absolutely. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, that's a weird thing. Once that's because, like you're saying, like in the '90s, it was like a sequel just needs to be more, either more of the same or, in most cases, a corruption of oh, yeah. what you liked about the first one. You in ever the seen? Place, you ever so. seen RoboCop two? <laughs> well, yeah, it's <laughs> a perfect example. But it's like it's like it's you. You've lost sight of why that movie was initially good, and now you're just kind of like doing whatever. And then it seemed like Mission Impossible was interesting because that second one was so far off the tone. It was such a, a rubber band from the slow burn Brian De Palma thriller of the first one yeah. that it whipped back so hard in the other direction. It, but it really wasn't until, I guess, J.J. Abrams got involved and was like, we can actually turn this into something substantial yeah. mm-hmm. um, that it became more. Yeah, it took itself. It started taking itself a little bit seriously, no matter how ridiculous the movie was. I yeah. had never seen Mission Impossible, any of them oh. until um, earlier. I mean, I guess in the last six months or whatever. And for one mm-hmm. of the shows we we're doing, we watched them all and I watched them week to week. And I got to mm-hmm. see that growth. And it, I went from being like, guys, y'all are fucking tripping about this to once it hit about four. I was just like. Oh my god! I cannot wait mm-hmm. for the next one, and it's just so good. And it's that's the same thing with Fast and Furious. Dude. It's like it'd be yeah. so hard to get through the first couple. He learned how to pilot a helicopter for Mission Impossible yeah. Fallout, 
And at yeah. first I was like, in what a dumb life. gimmick. Like back in the day, you guys remember, you guys are old enough to remember like back in the 80s, they'd be like, this person did his own stunt. And there'd be like a publicity shot of them doing a stunt. And you were like, he didn't do his mm-hmm. own stunts for these movies. But and, and when you'd see that in the movie, you're like, he didn't need to do that. That was dumb. It just didn't, the stunt didn't play. But but Tom Cruise dedicating himself to being a stuntman and doing those shots shows how mm-hmm. much he cares about it. And it actually adds to the tension of those scenes. When you're seeing the real light and him actually piloting the helicopter, it's like insane. Mm-hmm. And it adds it yep. adds some like newness to what is arguably just kind of a cookie cutter franchise, but they might they manage to find ways to excite you that you didn't see before. And to a degree, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious does that too. But where, where Mission Impossible does that with what I would say is like slightly more clever storytelling and and better action beats. Fast and Furious goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute that you guys do that. We're gonna jump a car from one building to another building, and then when you think it's done, we're gonna jump it to another building. And then we're mm-hmm. gonna let it fall out of the ground. Honestly, mm-hmm. that that to me is what makes Final, uh, not Final Fantasy Fast Fast and Furious. It's the same thing. All right, mm-hmm. it's the F and F thing. Yeah. Uh, because we saw the Furious Seven trailer and we saw the car go from one skyscraper to another, and that was just like, oh my god, these guys are insane! I can't wait to see that. But then mm-hmm. when we were in theaters, <sighs> they good. went to another building, another and building. it was like. It, we always talk about how trailers ruin the movies. To me, that was such a special moment of just like these movies, like they outdumb themselves Adam. so mm-hmm. consistently that they leave me just baffled. Adam, yeah, do you know that. what's better than one building? Three buildings. <laughs> there's so <laughs> many buildings. buildings. Yeah. There's a yeah, reason I brought up Fast and Furious. I didn't want to just have you guys talk about Fast and the Furious. Okay, oh, I apologize. Sorry. I'm sorry. There You're was, the wrong guys on the show then. So <laughs> there, there, a question came up recently. Which film in the franchise is indeed the most fast and furious of the bunch Mm. and uh, i actually have some science to help back this one up and i want to actually have you guys weigh in since after it's been what 45 minutes of you guys talking about fast and the furious and mission impossible i think (laughs) you know i think you 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 are our experts i think you you've yes you solidified that I'm not going to question it. You can it. join the family too, Adam, it, at any I point. I don't want to come to your barbecue after we uh, hijack a submarine or whatever. That was the last <laughs> one I saw. I didn't know what I was watching at that point. Anyway, we got some good news um, from uh, this is from Redditor. I'm going to butcher this name. Lundgren's Front Kick. I guess like Dolph Lundgren's. Uh, who writes, I love the Fast and Furious franchise, and I can still clearly remember nearly blowing up my four-cylinder Dodge Shadow while driving home after watching the Fast and the Furious in 2001. I've enjoyed watching the franchise evolve into a globe-trotting blockbuster series that's grossed billions of dollars at the worldwide box office. And on our Fast 9's original release that was supposed to be May 22nd, 2020, I decided to see which Fast movie is the most Fast and Furious. Basically, I want to know which of the Fast films has the most races, fights, NOS, Corona, barbecue, Corona the drink, not the virus, uh, property destruction, gratuities, party shots, and mentions of family. I rewatched the movies and recorded a ludicrous amount of stats and used insanely detailed articles <laughs> from Bloomberg. So his 23, I'm going to just go through a few of these. Uh, his 23 uh, points here are racing time, NOS usage, is there a barbecue, gear shifts, explosions, times that a gun is wielded, corona consumption, property destruction, does the main character die? That is his guide. It, there's a whole bunch of them. I'll link out to his original post. There's um, male biceps time too. You you, you skip. I skimmed it. I'm just skimming. There's t- tachymeter, speedometer shots. You know those are important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, uh, these are all so, supposed to be from one movie, or we have to figure out which has the most so cumulative ba- of all this, these things. This guy has figured it out. Yeah, he's right? figured it out. But based on he he has the answer on science. No matter what, that can't change it. That that's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But based on your guys' weird faith. Mm-hmm. That you guys have, I want to know where you land on which of the films is the most fast 
and Furious. Do we get I two guesses apiece, one for Tim and one for me? Sure. Or do we have to? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go, go for it, Tim. Just, yeah, it could just be a discussion here. Because I'm thinking like it has to be between six or seven. Just in terms of all the things you mentioned. If it was just sheer car destruction, it would be eight. Because the zombie car sequence destroyed the most cars total. Oh, yeah. And that was insane. That was ridiculous. But, but I think in terms of all those things, with fight scenes, with mentions of family, with actual races and crazy set pieces and all the stuff and death of main characters, I'm going to – it's either six or seven. But in seven, characters don't actually die. No, six. Yeah, I was going to say six has the most carnage and it has the longest race, which is the cars versus the plane, which happens well, so for race. the entire th- – Well, that's the question. What defines a race, right? Because – Race is the ready, set, go, which six okay. does have in London. Yeah, but six has for like a second. So I'm going to say if it's going to be races, sheer races, it's got to go to Fast and Furious 1. Because they have half the scenes when when they go to uh, race wars, which is not what you think, James. It's actually about car racing. Um, I know. That's one of the ones I've seen. Yeah. yeah. That's when the little guy loses the race and then drives away and gets shot. Yeah. So that one has a lot of street racing at the beginning because Paul Walker's trying to street race his, race his way into the club. Also, Tim, it, they talked a lot about family and barbecues in that. There's two barbecues in that, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe three. That's Maybe true. one at the end, one in the middle. And they have a party, which could be they could be barbecuing outside. But they didn't talk about family that much. They like, did, though, because his dad, it was all about family. his dad and how his dad died and how he's had to take care of Jordana Brewster. And we don't know what age she is. Is she 16? Is she 27? We don't fucking know. <laughs> Paul Walker yeah, looks so. like he's 14 the entire series. But I think there was more races in two and three. I think three has the most. Three races. had a lot because three had all the because three was about the racing. It was about drifting. Yeah, totally. Because I think it's not the- just racing. It's all the other elements as well. It, it has to be six. But he also mentioned biceps. And you can't six, start six talking about biceps rock. until The Rock comes in. So it's got to be from So five. that's why. Yeah. yeah, six, we had The Rock and Vin Diesel fighting together. And Statham. Oh, and seven. And no, yeah, Statham came later. Wait. I mean, six I is my go, favorite I'm going movie. six. So I'm going to say six. The last one was The Submarine, right? Yeah. That was eight. That Fate was eight. The Furious. Okay, seven was Bill one- Hops. Six, yeah, six, six was European bank heist. I'm trying to work my way back. Is that is that ramp car? Five, ramp five car? was European ramp bank car. heist, wasn't it? Or six Brazilian. was ramp car. Yeah, six was ramp car. And which the, is the one the pulling the safe? That's which five. Is the one with this. That's five. That five, seems five, to be five. everyone's favorite, with the exception of me. I like six okay. and four. And then me too. Underground literal literal underground race scene. Uh, that's in four. What's that? That's in four. Which that's there's four. a race scene in six. Okay, Tokyo. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida two. Uh, point Break mm-hmm. One. Okay. Yes. I got Point yes. Break One. Exactly. That's a great way of saying Point Break. Yes. I've, I, I've I've only seen, like James. I may have seen more than James, but only like maybe one more. You have. Yeah. And I've yeah, only seen the end of Tokyo Drift, which um, I don't want to spoil it. We're, we're working on a, a slightly bigger project right now. I've been learning some really fascinating things about one of the main characters of this film franchise. And yeah, I don't want to give it away, but. You're starting to him about this. What, what kind of fascinating things, like the kind of things that's going to get someone thrown in jail, like Harvey Weinstein? Fascinating? No, 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 or? no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. No, nothing. Useful. I was like, are nothing, you doing no, some no, investigative, no, like Hollywood reporting right now or what? Drama bullshit. No, I don't, I don't do that thing where I'm like, this is going to blow your mind. It's more of like, oh, that's an interesting factoid. Wow. Cool. So, <laughs> all right. We got all the information out there. Uh, I'll give you guys a couple more minutes to deliberate at most. But if you have an answer, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll Tim, let's split it. I'll say one and you say six. What do you want to say? I'm saying it can't, Nick, it's not one. <laughs> like one is definitely, 
I would say that one is the last. You think so? Of all these. There's like, so much Hobbs and Shaw might be, if, if Hobbs and Shaw counts in this, it doesn't feature a lot of those elements. It makes up for it in many other ways. Mm-hmm. But I think that Hobbs and Shaw and, and uh, Fast One would probably be on the lower end. Real, real quick, actually, Nick, your argument for Fast One the Fast and Furious one is because it has a lot of racing in it. Yes. Actual uh, racing. According not to this like, chart, according to this, it only has a total of three minutes of racing in the entire three entire minutes movie, of racing and only one minute of NOS. Well, oh, there's only one NOS. Well, That's I mean, not, if you think about, you can do a quarter, a quarter mile in a really fast car in under 10 seconds. Yeah. But right? if like, you've watched yeah. Fast and Furious, they can stretch a quarter mile race out to be a solid five minute scene with there's a bridge jump in there if they have yeah. to. <laughs> so, Okay, so he just gave me a, so I'm wrong. That's what he's saying. Adam's giving me a clue. I'm I'm, I'm I'm just letting you know what. Then we have to go with six because I mean, six has the whole cars against the plane, and that's a 25 minute long scene. Some of these numbers don't look right though. These are no. minutes. That doesn't is count this, as a race. Maybe they're minutes, or maybe they're, that's. I don't think. Time. I think this is races. I don't I think, think there's any actually, races in six though. I'm it's, it's, London. it's Rita Ora's there. Rita Ora Racing goes. Time? But that's no, the one. Right. That's the one scene. There's, is there another actual race? Well, these numbers, that, these numbers are happens. attributed in a strange way. I they think are. they correlate to time. From my minor knowledge of of Fast and Furious, but my massive knowledge of Tokyo Drift, this is not right. See, that's so, what I'm saying. Is, are I don't we know talking, what the numbers represent. Are we talking racing or TTC? You know, no, not right. TTC. TIC, time and cars. What, I mean, what are we talking? No, it's here? racing. There, a racing lot of, is when there's, there's, there's when things. we see the women, we see their butts, we see the flags, and they go because six has the Rita Ora London one, and that's where Letty and Dom, when he's trying to convince her that she doesn't have amnesia, <laughs> but that's the one race. The rest of it is <laughs> but it, them. But there's being a lot of conversation. Owen Owen Shaw in his cool mini cart. <laughs> all right, are you guys ready for the answer? Yeah, give us the answer, or we're going to so, deliberate about this all day and yell at each so, other eventually. According to Longren's front kick, it comes down to Fast and the Furious 6 being the most Fast and Furious film in the franchise. There it, it features is. There street we races, go. Corona, barbecue, family, planes, blowing up, grappling hooks, fist fights, and everything that makes a Fast movie great. So that's, it's that's got their the final word. The bigger rock. Uh, yeah. like, What's number James, two? The char- or number two? I don't know. I, I can't decipher this math. You kidding me? Oh damn it! I'm gonna rank them. So what is do this all chart? this work? Hold on. What does this chart represent? The totals. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't, if the, I, I don't know if the I don't totals know this chart is work for or against it because on his chart he's saying Fast and Furious Six scored a seventy nine, or unless that was supposed to be a one seventy nine, but like Hobbs and Shaw is at a one thirty. I don't yeah, understand. And then Tokyo Drift is at one thirteen. But again, I don't. We don't know what this chart represents because racing time for Tokyo Drift is listed at one. And I can tell you that the opening sequence of that movie is a race that lasts longer than one. Yeah, minute. he's totally wrong yeah, about that. Exactly. There's a there's, he, there's when the, he races the home improvement. Yeah, kid. that's the long scene. At the end, the entire third act of the the movie is like them racing down the, the canyon, down and that's at least a five minute long scene. Yeah, so this guy is smoking so, freaking meth right now. I, we just don't know what the, we don't know what the criteria is. I guess. Interesting. Interesting. Well. um, once again, proving I know very little about the Fast and Furious franchise. And uh, much like Vin Diesel himself, I'm willing to just take it all on faith. And uh, possibly the film rights to Riddick, uh, if that helps. If, if you don't follow Vin Diesel on Instagram, God, you should. Please do. It's the worst content I've ever seen. He is terrible <laughs> at it. All he do- Adam, you, it is so your vibe of humor. Literally, uh, all he does is post really bad fan art of himself oh, with captions. Nice. 
that are just like you can hear it in his voice. Nick, Nick, give me a, a Vin Diesel cast. Well, by the way, he may or may not be, and we don't have any. This is alleged right now. Don't sue me, Vin. But he may or may not be high out of his wits because he just goes like this. This is family. And then he has that beautiful, dumb Vin Diesel smile that he does where he just kind of looks off to the left of the camera mm-hmm. for way too long. It's, it and then Letty's in the background somewhere. Cool. Michelle Rodriguez yeah, is there. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez is just always there. God, it's I, great. D- does he, yeah, does he ever let her go home? I don't know. I don't think she oh, has a home. like it. Oh, James is the Lincoln I think, I think, she, I think her career is just fast and I saw that. Do you see it? Where is it? It's him holding a triple X return of Xander Cage, which, I mean... If you can tell me the nuanced differences between Xander Cage and uh, Dominic Toretto, please let me know. Man, do you want to know? Do you want to know the huge difference right now? One word, jorts. Xander Cage loves the jorts. The long, long, almost jeans shorts. I was referring to like character attributes. Not That's how Vin Diesel sh- thinks though, man. When Vin Diesel <laughs> thinks about getting to the heart of yeah. a character, his first and only thought is, who, is he going to wear jorts or not? Because that's <laughs> like, you know, he would have put Riddick in jorts if it made sense, but jorts yeah. don't play well in space. Does Groot wear jorts? <laughs> Look at this one. Look at him versus the rock. And it's, it's Photoshop with them both screaming at the camera covered in milk. <laughs> Why I are mean, they covered in milk? There's this one post, yeah, this one where he's got uh, baby Groot off in the distance like he died recently. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. But he's setting like the moon behind Endor. I'm just. Uh, no, here's a perfect one. Don't even. But read his caption. You don't even have to. Um, you don't even have to watch this one. Just look at the, the first frame from this video. And this okay. tells you everything you need to know about Vin Diesel. You're sending right too there. many links. <laughs> just that last, the last link. Just look at the frame. Don't All even, right, don't fine. even play the video. Yeah. Yeah. How high do you think he is right there, James? He's high in life. He's probably, well, he's on the top roof of something. So he's at least altitude wise pretty high. Oh, that's his patio. So it's, he, he has a baller ass house in LA. I think in the Hollywood Hills. Um, but it's hilarious. He just, God bless him. Look at his smile. It's like a baby. God bless him. He's like a big baby. He is a perf- perfect he's man. Gonna, perfect. Oh he's going to beat my ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> five seconds into that video, he said, as a species, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we to gotta wrap this show up. Oh, let's do it forever. All right, that is it for our show today, this week. Uh, what Nick, was this? Tim, what happened I don't today? know. <laughs> I, I feel like we just discovered time travel in some weird way. I know you guys got to go. They didn't get but- there yet. That might be 10 or 11. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Fast 10 or 11, we'll do the time travel. God. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming by, being on the show. I want to thank everyone for watching, listening, however you choose to consume the show. If you want to see more Kind of Funny, check out the links below. Google search Kind of Funny. You know where they're at. They they own the world, much as Beyonce predicted. Uh, We're going to get out of here. We'll see you guys next time on Filmhouse. Bye. Bye.